You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart. Hi, ho, all you boys, girls, and non-binaries out there. My name is Ron Dawson, host of the Dungeons and Durags Podcast. Welcome to a special bonus companion episode to go along with our regular episode three, Squids, Crabs, and Barrels, oh my. Since we're a relatively new show, there's a good chance this could be the first episode that you're hearing. If that's the case, welcome to the madhouse that is my life, where I overshare what it's like for me as a black man who's lived his entire adult life in a predominantly white world, reconnecting with his blackness. Unlike most traditional interview and panel style podcasts, Our main show is more like a radio documentary that mixes conversations, commentary, music, and sound design. If you haven't already done so, I strongly urge you to check out those first three episodes to get a feel for what the show is like. As a matter of fact, here's a little short snippet of the trailer of the show to give you a feel for what you can expect. Blackness, a personal frontier. These are the podcasts of the black nerd Ron Dawson. His bi-weekly mission, to explore topics of race and religion, to seek out conversations of politics and pop culture, to blackly go where no Oreo has gone before. Hey y'all, my name is Ron Dawson. I write personal essays where I call white people on their privilege, evangelicals on their hypocrisy, and hold a mirror up to the black community. You see, I've lived my entire adult life as a black man in a white world. My fraternity brothers were white, most of my friends have been white, I went to white hipster churches, and I'm usually the one black guy in the places where I've worked. Then in 2016, I had both a crisis of faith and a racial identity crisis. I just couldn't take it anymore. I had to speak out. Welcome to Dungeons and Durags, the podcast. One black nerd's epic quest of self-discovery and racial identity. Part of the Ebony Covering Black America podcast network. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the podcasty places. So if you like that, then you'll love the main show. This bonus episode that you're listening to now is not at all like the main series. Episode 3 was inspired by the Netflix hit show Squid Game. The episode has all the comical conversations and thought-provoking commentary that we normally have. This episode is basically just the raw review and discussion about Squid Game that we had with our guests. In part one of this episode, my usual co-host J.D. Cochran and I have a discussion about the show with documentary filmmaker Salima Karoma. Salima is a sister who I invited to be on the show because, believe it or not, she used to run a very popular K-pop site. And she made the feature documentary Bad Rap, which was a documentary about the life and struggles of four Asian rappers. Uh, As a matter of fact, Aquafina was one of them, way before she became the international superstar that she is now. In part two of this episode, my other usual co-host, Yolanda, JD's wife, joins us as we have a full review and convo with YouTuber FD Signifier, a brother who makes video essays about the intersection of black culture and media, and Aaron Hubbard, who just happens to be white, but he's a co-creator and co-host of the popular Bald Move Podcast Network. Absolutely make sure you listen to the main episode three, where I conduct a DIY homebrewed version of Squid Game that I affectionately call Skid Game, where the games are based on 70s black sitcom trivia questions. It was a hilarious experiment with a fun and surprising ending. Please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts to help the show get discovered by new people, and we'd also love to hear from you. 
shoot us an email to podcast at dungeonsandurags.com with any questions or stories you'd like to share. We just may read them on the air. Lastly, be forewarned, this is a full spoiler-filled review of the show. All right, without further ado, here are two great in-depth conversations about Squid Game. Enjoy. You know, the the primary reason I wanted to have you on was because, you know, I, I recently finished watching Squid Game for the second time, actually. I, I've seen it twice. And, yeah. you know, because of the nature of our podcast, it's not going to come out in any kind of... Uh, timely manner with respect to the release of Squid Game. I mean, who knows? Hell no. It, it could be uh, Black History Month by the time people hear this <laughs> episode. I don't think it'll be that late. Um, but I wanted to, one, bring something different to the conversation that I'm sure a bunch of people have been having by the time they actually hear this. So, you know, when I was, I wanted to bring it a conversation of the series from the perspective of black people and uh two i wanted to you know so because of that i was thinking of okay do i know any black people who are familiar with like korean culture and so (laughs) (laughs) um you now when i first met you it was uh, or quote unquote met you know, interviews you was, I don't know, it was like five years ago or four years ago. We, you had just finished a documentary, which is actually available on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken, called Bad Rap. And what was that documentary about, Salima? Okay, so Bad Rap was a documentary about Asian rappers, ultimately, right? Correct. Um, And it came out of the fact that I was a big k-pop fan back in the day like circa 2011 this mm-hmm. is like og <laughs> not even og semi og k-pop fans okay and um i was in love with it i was into it and i had it my own k-pop site with like people who were writing for me and i had a social media team it was like it was dope wow. um and uh, when you're into k-pop you are tangentially mm. into K-dramas, right? Mm, right? And K-dramas, they're the bomb because they are one season, maybe 14 episodes, 10 episodes. They get in everything they need to get in and it's good and then it's over, right? Right. And Korean films are, you know, you get into that and they're like a different kind of entertainment. Right, right. right. Uh, so yes, I, I started... <laughs> bad rap because i was into k-pop right uh it was my thesis it evolved into a hip-hop story and uh then it was it actually was a story about four friends four rappers dumbfounded rex dizzy lyrics and aquafina uh and them trying to become household names some right. of them some of them succeeded obviously right yeah um, um I, I mean the first question that comes to mind is is you know how did a black woman get so much into the k-pop which is funny coming from me because, you know, just because of my history. I mean, who knows? Maybe you went to an all-Korean school. Oh, right. <laughs> right. That, that's not the calling the kettle. Right? <laughs> um, how did I? Okay. To be honest, I had an auntie that I looked up to a lot. She got me into a lot of stuff, right? She, right, right. she got me into, like, 
Hindi films when I was a kid. Wow. So I would like watch Bollywood films. She would have me, you know, she would read these romance novels and I learned to read romance novels and I just read a bunch, right? Right. She got, and she got me into K, I think it was K dramas at first. I think it was mm-hmm. K drama first, right? And there are these K dramas, sometimes they can be like long 70 episode epics. They're soap operas. And I would just sit and watch them with her. And in the K-dramas, you'd always hear music. And in one of the more teeny bopper K-dramas we were watching, there was like this, this song that they kept playing. It was this K-drama called Boys Over Flowers, which was this big ph- cultural phenomenon everywhere. Boys Over, was that the name of the group? No, it was the name of the K-drama, oh, Boys okay. Over Flowers, which was like, make, you know, remade from a, a, a manga or something, I think. Right. Um, and it was this big cultural phenomenon in Korea. And they had this song, a couple of songs in it that it kept playing and it would play every episode and it just gets stuck in your head. And you, then you Google, who are these guys? Right. Then you just fall into a rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> and that's like the story for a lot of black girls or not even black girls, but like American girls right. uh, who got into K-pop. And there's other ways, you know, YouTube and, you know, whatever. All right, so I want to get to the meat of why, and and before we go, hopefully we talk a little bit about the last project you worked on. But so Squid Game, this phenomena has been has been pretty crazy. And again, by the time people hear this, it would have been out for you know a couple months at least. But there, like one of the things I really liked about it was how obviously how how gripping it is. You finish one episode and you it's like quintessential bingeable content like like the one and I great should, cliffhangers like literal cliffhangers like literal i was just <laughs> gonna say that like literal cliffhangers for sure and it should go without warning that you know we're gonna be spoiling this um so by the time people hear this i would have put enough spoiler warnings but like like for instance the tug of war episode like it, like the original episode ends when Song Wu says, takes three steps forwards, whatever, and then it goes to black. And I remember, I think it was like one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, why? I need to go to bed. I have like an eight o'clock meeting. I'll just watch the first few minutes. I'll just watch the first few minutes. And of course, I watched the whole next episode. So it, had, it was that kind of show. But it had something like really important to say. Like one person on my on my Facebook feed made a good point was like without episode two, hell, the show is not the same, right? Like it would still be gripping, you know, it would still have sort of like that you know, this isn't the best comparison, even though a lot of people make it that Hunger Games feel of battling for your life. But episode two takes it to such a whole other level. Your thoughts on that? I love that you said that because I always refer to episode two. Yeah. Uh, when I'm thinking of why people did what they did. Yes. Right. I even refer to episode two when it will talk, maybe we'll talk about this later when I think of the, the old man, right? Because mm. mm-hmm. what episode two does hell is to show you the hell they would actually have to be living, right? So yeah. you go, the, the squid game is hell, but outside is even more heller. It's hellish. Right. Um, and you, you know, you might as well 
go back in. And I start that, you know, again, talk about this later, but I start wondering what it could it possibly be out there that's worse than what's in here. Mm-hmm. And I think about the old man. I'm like, what what was it for him? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, you're absolutely right that it raises the stakes, even in like storytelling, mm. right? It raises the stakes to more than just a film, a, a, a film about people trying to play a game and not die. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, and also, and just even Sang Woo, sorry. Yeah. Sang Woo's character, he's also like fighting for his name, his, his, his image. It's more than just the, the game. It's, it's fighting for something bigger, his mother being able to face his mother. Right. 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 He's, I go back and forth how I feel about this character. So he's the one who's, he, go ahead, JD. I, I was going to ask, he's the cat that went to the college, right? That everybody yes. was, yes. you know, and touting he, or lauding as the great savior of the neighborhood. And then he's <laughs> an embezzler. He, so obviously the two really, oh, maybe three heinous things he did, you know, mm. he, it was fucked up what he did to Ali. But it was also fucking ingenious. Like, he was losing that marble game. He was going to be shot. And he was like, he he was like, okay, what can I do to win? Oh, let me use this guy's empathy against him. You know, go around. And he was, he was making up shit that even makes sense. Look for people who are old and young which I thought was ingenious because it, it's like this weird detail that makes it seem like it makes more sense. And Ali's like this innocent guy. Okay, who's old? Who's young? And to come back and just to look and to know that the last thing that went through his head before the bullet was that he was, you know, betrayed. Ugh. Yeah. He got what, were the other, what were the other two heinous things? I'm just curious what you The other there. two... Uh, Pushing the guy on the glass bridge because oh. he was taking his time to figure it out. <laughs> he was like, it helped him get, it helped him jump like five, right. five positions forward. Right. right. Uh, and and then you know slitting the throat of yeah. uh, uh, Bjork. Becky, something, something. Yeah, Song Bjork, Song Bjork. That was the hardest. Like that was just oh, wow. um, because what she. She kind of saved his life in a sense because um, Jin Hoon was going to go kill him when he was asleep, and she said, "Like, don't do that." And then, yeah. What yeah. do you think about the fact that um, in the second, I think it was the second game, might have been second or third game, the um, the candy game where oh, they had yes. to make the the cookie game mm-hmm. where he right. got the triangle and he didn't sort of let them in on that. What where does that fall in the you know bad heinous? smart that one, category. so the so the first time i saw it i didn't make the connection that he was kind of figuring it out because then the second time you know she he has the conversation with, with seon byuk who saw the sugar and you can see his wheels turning so he even though he didn't he knew that the shape was going to make it easier or hard so whether he specifically knew it was going to be cutting out a shape, I think he deduced that the easier shape is the way to go. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of felt like, I don't know, like to sort of like, I don't know, betray is kind of a strong word, but to do that so early when these people could be helping you get through, I thought was 
was kind of messed up. And not, I don't know how smart it was. It was like, you know, maybe if it was game five, but for game two to kind of trick them and ostensibly lose people who are going to be your allies didn't make sense. To me. Can, can, can I tell? Sorry, JD, I want to know what you think because I have a, another thought on that. I, I, I was just going to add, just to kind of push back a little bit, thinking that if I was in his situation, or when I, when I saw that, a thought that crossed my mind was that. It, it could seem messed up, but at the same time, I think all these people are in this weird zone where it's like, I don't like, like if you and I were doing that game, Ron, I might be, you know, self-conscious about telling you something that could be wrong. And then I jack you up. And so mm. it's like, he, he, I think he could have shared information, which is the messed up thing. Like, Hey, sure. it's going to be something with sugar. Or I, I heard the girls over talk, he didn't, you know, but then there's also the, the competitive nature of it, you know, like the survivor aspect, like, right. You know, there's all this stuff going on. And I think mm-hmm. also the realization of where they're at, like, like, Ooh. you know, that was a very rude awakening when all those people started getting shot at the, <laughs> the red light, green light. So then, you know, the very next game, it's like, I, I think people are still trying to wrap their minds. I, I can imagine me like, damn, I, you know, it's like a really cold shower. You know, you get thrown <laughs> into this situation and you're like, oh my God, what do you know? Uh, do I tell him? Because, yeah, I, yeah. because again, if I tell him something and it jacks him up, yeah. then, you know, that could be an, a, a result of me speaking on something that I'm not sure what's really going to happen. True. You know, I, what? I, I don't know. So, uh, I, but, but I, then it, it, it grew, you know, like that unwillingness to share information or their reticence or whatever conveniently helped him out through the rest of the show where he was you know, right. kind of backstabbing people. Yeah. I just watched, uh, rewatched the first episode to yeah. the, this morning. And um, they're, when they're playing Red Light, Green Light, at that point, you see Sangwoo is actually telling his friend how to play the game right. as, they're, as he's in the moment. He's actually helping him, right? right? And then, and this is why I think episode two is so important. Then he goes back out into the real world and he's like, listen, I can't be playing no games. I need to worry about number one. Yeah. Right. And then he right. goes back into the game and I think he gets a little bit more cutthroat. Yeah. That's and, a and, great I, point. and I'm actually going to watch it, rewatch it. I want to see if he goes back. Because when we first see him, he has on these nerdy glasses. You yeah. think he's just, I wonder when he goes right. back, what does he look like? Is that a, a new, new face? You know, mm-hmm. uh, right. I, I think that changed him. Episode two changed him. Yeah. That's sure. an excellent point. Excellent point. Because the other thing is, I think they even mentioned in the show, if it's not him, somebody does. They say, well, look, you all came back. Now, at first, you didn't know the stakes. You didn't know what was going on. We all opted out. But now you all came back in. And so at any point, you, 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 you could turn and, and flip on me. So we know what the game is. We know what the score is. Yeah, we grew up together. whoop woo We're homies. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, I'm pushing you through that glass. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. For sure. My man was like, he was like, let me help you. And he just shoved him into the class. Well, he helped him. He helped him. They found out. Um, uh, another thing I, so another thing about him that's interesting is, so he was the one who brought up Clause 3 in Episode 1 that reminded them, hey, if a majority of us vote to get out, you have to end it. Mm. Yet he, if I'm not mistaken, he voted to stay in. I think he did. I think, I think he, he voted to stay because I remember being surprised when he hit green because green meant well, you wanted. It was, but you know what? Stay. The thing is, is that I think when they did that, it, it was mm-hmm. very. It was interesting. before. It was, it was like, before the money. It was before the money, right? 
before they so. saw the money. I think it was. Oh no 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 no! They voted no, after. They, they voted, voted after, after the money. It. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. They voted after the money. Oh, right. No, because no no. But they were having the argument. Yeah. And you remember they were having the argument, and he said, well, "Okay, well, before we take the vote, let me show you what you're playing for." And then right. all this money came in. Right. And they're like, "Oh, oh, okay," because because right. the, the one woman who who grabbed my man and, <laughs> and they fell down <laughs> to the floor. She was all about getting out of there, but once she saw that money, she was all about that oil. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to get this oil. So right. it was like, she, you know, so it, it changed everybody's perspective, and, and it was really interesting because thematically, because they, uh, you thought everybody's going to tap out of this thing after just seeing, you know, 200 people get shot, yeah. and killed. You know, it's like, yo, right. I'm chopping out. When that money came in, and then you know, it's like the first couple were wanted to get out because there was such a a push or argument from everyone. I felt like they also had the added pressure of like, oh, I better vote the way the group wants to. You know, I don't want to be the the one spot, you know, uh, betraying everybody and not letting them out of this game. Right. So I think they, you know, that's what, what they thought the consensus was. But once that first person hit that, oh, I'm going to stay. I'm trying to get his money. Then it was like, right. you know, the, it, the odds evened out real quick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a great moment. My, 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 my uh, frustration, my big frustration with the game, and even with understanding that this is how much money the person, I thought it was going to be split between players who won. It, it, it was. There is, no, there is no way that there's going to be more than one player. There's only supposed to be one player to win the game. And the reason I, I feel that way is one, because if there, you know, when the guy's looking through all the winners, the past, right. there's never been three, four winners. It's always been one winner, right? I have to go back and, and rewatch it. But That's like, the impression you're given. Yeah, that was a vague, that was kind of vague because I was th like when they had the last dinner. Yeah. You know, and the three are sitting there. I, it just made, to, to your point, Salima, I was thinking, well, how does this squid game work? Because it seemed like when they were kids, they had teams. And, yes. and maybe they could have teamed up and two could have won. I, I don't yeah. know. I think, um, I think the idea is that with Squid Game, if your team, if one person from your team taps the point at the head, that team wins. So technically, uh, you could have had a group of people winning. But I think the way those games are designed, I'm surprised they had anybody left. Because yeah. like, even when you think about the glass bridge, there are 18 steps for only 16 people. So technically, even if you were number 16, every person could have died before you, and you would still have two nope. more glass steps right, that right. you would have to guess. So, and which leads me to think like that scene where the old man, they're having the, the riot at night and they're knocking people off, and he's, you know, he's screaming like, I'm scared. I think he was saying he was afraid that the, when he was saying, you know, we're all going to die in here. I think he's saying if you don't end this, everyone's going to get motherfucking killed and it's going to end too soon. Like right. the first, that's on my second. <laughs> he's like, you're fucking, well, you're fucking up my vibe. That's right. <laughs> because when you know what you know about him, I think that. And you obviously see that scene totally different because the first time you're thinking it's this poor old man and he's a, he's getting scared. But yeah. I think he was legitimately was worried so that so stop this riot because we're losing more people than, yeah, yeah. than we expected. we got to stop doing this to each other. Right. That's right. Stop the crime. Right. Yeah. Um, I loved uh, I, something that also stuck out in the show. So I'm talking about the old dude. Is I don't know who the voice actor was because I watched the the, uh -huh. the dub version on obviously Netflix. Dude, and, 
Because uh, I think why did you watch the dub version? What do you mean? You watched the you you subtitles. No, no, no. I didn't watch the subtitle. I watched the dub version where they talk. Oh, I just lost I'm mad respect you. for you, dude. No, 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 man. You call yourself I'm, a well, filmmaker? Wait, 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 let me make my point. Let me make my point. This is as bad as me film. not knowing crabs in a barrel. Personally. Why? Why? Why is it? Hey, no self-respecting filmmaker is going to watch a man, dub. Come on, come anyway, on, go I, ahead. I got yo. So this old whoever played his voice was so great. You guys gotta go back and listen to the old oh, man who wow. does his voice. Okay. He's like it's just it. it I don't know. There was just a softness and warmness. Whoever did that voice was great. Because he's like, hey, you know, uh-huh. it, there's all these breaks. He's like, poetic breaks, whatever right, it is, right. in his delivery. It was. I, I enjoyed it. Ron, you got to add that to, your, to, the, to the pod if you can. You got to add that. I got to hear it. Oh, yeah, his yeah, voice? I, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll listen for a it. Great, a great voice. So it, it, that he His voice always drew me in because he always had like these deep, kind of philosophical ways that you know talking to uh the main character and so i, I enjoyed it and i was also watching it late at night so i was like man i can't re- i can't i can't do subtitles mm-hmm. right now I'm, I'm too tired to be okay. trying to watch this at two in the morning i want to get into talking about this show squid game um first of all we need to know did you watch it with subtitles or dubbed with subtitles for me how about you aaron uh, I watched I watched it dubbed uh, oh, because I, I, asked I, uh, you to leave the I I know <laughs> I know I know it's sometimes it's it's, it's uh, sometimes I do the but like yeah if there's like a dub I don't know I uh, I find having to do the subtitles and the other thing is like I feel like um, when I turn on the dub and the subtitles they never match well see so here's so the like Here's the thing. Are the subtitles more accurate? No. So here's the thing that I learned that's really interesting. And it actually speaks to one of the aspects of of when you're watching subtitles of anything that's been translated. There's this tweet that went viral where this Korean-American woman was saying how the subtitles weren't matching the what she was hearing. And she felt like Mm -hmm. she was saying how a lot of the nuance of what the characters are saying is lost in these in these shitty subtitles um but the thing is the subtitles that she was using and this came out later were the closed caption subtitles so if you go to netflix Mm. there's two english quote-unquote subtitles one says cc and that's closed captioning and all closed captioning is is essentially um the script Literal of the dub. it's a, it's the script of the dub so whatever the dub is that's what it is the clo- the subtitles that doesn't have the cc those are going to be a closer in, um uh manifestation of the translation so if gotcha. you if you ever do watch subtitles don't do the cc if you want something that's actually closer to that's actually good to know yeah and so um but you always got to watch the subtitles. So I, I, I'll, I'll keep you on, um, Aaron. But future man, you got to, you got to do. Because I feel like so much is lost. It, it, to me, it depends on like how bad the dub is. True. And so I could tell early on that this one was not the greatest. Oh my gosh! Because so I, I, I'm not like a, I'm not too much of a snob with like dub versus snub. Uh-huh. Dub versus whatever Subtitles. the phrase is. Dub yes. versus sub. It's just as I'm because sometimes like I need to do multiple things while watching the show. And so if you're doing subtitles, you can't stop looking at the screen. 
So you right, need exactly. that. But like, I, I think when um the uh really shysty lady mm-hmm. uh that made it almost to the end. Yeah. When I heard her performance in the dub, I was like, nah, I'm I'm missing it. Yeah. And so yeah. then that's when I turned it back onto subtitles. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew her performance wasn't right in the dub. No, I think that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, so let me get just, you know, your and Yolanda, she just recently finished it as well. For each of you, just give me your quick <clears throat> hot take. You know, one, did you like it? Did you like it as much as the world seems? Because, you know, was it overblown? Because there was so much about it. Or did you think it was just okay? Like your level. And then maybe just like a high level um, uh, out to, um, hot take on how you felt about it. We'll start with you, Aaron. Uh, here's my second confession. I haven't actually finished with game yet. Oh, uh, shoot. So I said, uh, I, I, how so far have you I, gone? Uh, I got through the third episode. Dude, oh, so you missed sixth, a lot. Oh, my God. Well, see, I, I talked. So we did our off the clock television show and Jim okay. had seen the whole thing. And like I'd seen so uh, all of like Ma- uh, Midnight Mass. So we were kind of catching. So I'm pretty conversant. And also like I follow a lot of politics online. Right. And this thing's really divisive. Like, I guess the ending uh, is either open for interpretation or is like goes zags when you're supposed to zig because I've seen people say, oh, this, you know, this holds up progressive values. This holds up socialist ideals. This holds up hyper-capitalist ideals. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I thought um, it's really got a, a really interesting visual look that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is like those bright primary colors, the PlayStation iconography, right? Uh, you know, the geometric, like the way they just do stuff like, you know, just like stacks of like bunk beds. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, the like uh, neon, you know, Harry Potter castle uh, walkways and stuff. Right. I thought that stuff was was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's tough, though, because like I feel like with Netflix, like judging how good it is, is tough because like in its it's like in its own ecosystem, they've got that like, you know, number one, the United. It, it feels like they can like drive conversations and stuff sometimes. Right. So like I. It's tough because like I've seen a bunch of things on Netflix. I'm like, man, that's so good. And then at the end of the year, I, I have I struggle to remember it. It doesn't stick with. And I, I think it might be the binge model, like mm-hmm. shows that you watch an hour time week a week and really think about it and right talk to your friends about. It's different than stuff you watch like six to eight hours all in one go or over a weekend, and right. you're like, hey, yeah. have you seen it? I haven't seen. So like, it's that's tough to say that. this this close to it, but like. I mean, it's it's all people are talking about for the last few weeks. So yeah, so you've gone through episode three. Um, so there's a chance you may hear some spoilers. Well, that's fine. I'm yeah. pretty it's... agnostic when it comes to spoilers. Okay, and, good. yeah, I, I talked with my partner too. So okay, cool. Plus, it's not like I don't think it, this the story has a ton of surprises. Yeah, you know, it's not like usual. It doesn't actually, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's one in the end where. It, we find out who the brother yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured that I figured that early. Personally. Oh, did you really? Yeah, but I'm I'm a pop culture junkie. Um what, so what oh, was I'm it? sorry, I have a I have a I have a half naked six year old running around. <laughs> and it's my child, and I just wanna because I don't want the podcast to get right. on the list. <laughs> okay. I'm what, sorry. Was there a clue 
that made you what episode where did you figure out so let me just get if, I think I can explain that with my full hot take yeah yeah do that as a as a black nerd or just a nerd yeah who has watched us my fair share of anime my first hot take is that people are racist against anime <laughs> <laughs> Because that's that's interesting. <laughs> because because to be honest, this is a very run of the mill anime story uh-huh. that's been done like at least a dozen times. Interesting. And if you watch anime, you're like, oh, cool. And so to see the reaction to it from like a perspective, and I'm not even a big anime fan. I'm a, I'm a relatively casual, now almost anti anime type of guy. But like, you know, I watched enough anime, college, young adulthood, whatever. Right. But I know the I know the moves to the this is the death game plot. Right. Um, and so uh, I know how this usually moves. So I immediately clocked like within maybe the second episode, the old guy as some type of antagonist for the future. He did. Um, and so and so yeah, so because anime like literally there's at least um assassination classroom uh batum there's so many shows just like this mm-hmm. uh 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 mariah nikki that i'm just i'm just i'm dropping all the 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 deep takes here right and so because of that i'm thinking man people really should really like so anime's weird and perverted in a lot of ways but like the mainstream anime people should really take more effort to try because if you like Squid Games, you'll probably like a lot of these, you know, edgy anime stories because it's the same type of stuff. And and that's why I was able to clock the old guy because I just kind of know how the tropes gotta work. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to have um, a, f- a few more layers to make it all come together. And so somebody has to be a portrayer. So it was either gonna be, I knew it was either the woman that was that was a uh, kind of a a, a hustler mm-hmm. or the old guy. I, I was fighting between those two early on, and then I landed on the old guy as soon as he died off screen. I was like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> um, but you also said you you clocked the brother too. What was what led you to that? The the brother the um oh his friend. No, because remember the the undercover cop was looking for his brother, and it's revealed oh. who the brother is. No, I didn't. I didn't clock that one. That one. Oh, that clock. one you didn't. Okay. I mean, I clocked the I clocked the old man and the woman. Got it. Um, I knew that was going to be connected somehow, or that one of them was more than what they thought they were. And right. I also knew one Indian guy was going to die tragically because yeah. it's like that was like a weird international version of like the the magical Negro trope. <laughs> like that, it, it had all the same wow, if that's you think deep. about it yeah that's yeah deep. yeah and like i was like oh this is a noble savage to the korean people um <laughs> because you know and so like i clocked that i knew he was going to get betrayed and yeah. make you really feel bad about it when it when it happens the magical and negro pakistani wow yes yes exactly um what uh all right those are good those are good hot takes uh yolanda how about yourself What's your question specifically? Your, your uh, oh, the did, overall. Yeah, how did you feel I mean, about it? Did, did it live up to the hype? And how, it did yeah. not live up to the hype for it sure. Did. For <clears throat> no. sure, why for sure? I mean, it was fine, but it was the same show every week. Like, what am really? I getting out of it? Every week you felt it was the same. 
Yes. They're playing a game. They're going to try and betray each other. A bunch of people are going to die. You're right. going to feel bad about some people and okay, bad so the, about others. At it's the, the end same of, show every week. It's a end, puzzle you got to figure out. I except, mean, okay, so ep- I feel like episode two, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like episode two, entitled Hell, takes it to a new level because that's the one where they're released and then they make the choice to come back. Your thoughts on that one. And you would have seen this one too, Aaron. Okay, you... so that's fine. I mean, yeah, but it was obvious at the end of episode one that they were all going to come back. You already knew. I knew. We all knew they were coming back. So, like, how, okay. How did you know they were coming back? Because it was only well, episode one? Yeah. I mean, what the I... hell's the show about? <laughs> if they're not coming back, obviously they're going to come back and <laughs> it was very compelling. First of all, it was hard for them to leave in the first place. They mm-hmm. left because of one vote. Right. Then, you know, they were all there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the reason being that they all had shitty lives and couldn't get themselves out of the damn barrel. Right. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the guess what's going to happen? They're going to fall back in that same ass barrel when they got home. Mm-hmm. And be like, ooh, there's a whole bunch of money back there. If I go back, all I yeah. have to do is get through, but you know, a few games, and I can win this money. I mean, that's just classic, you know, mm-hmm. um, poverty or not necessarily poverty, but like people down on their luck, desperation. It, it, every person. I mean, you could write that show in any scenario, any culture, right. any nationality, any you know. It's all. It is We're all gonna like, come back. We're all gonna like come bu- back. I would have come is- back. Yeah. yeah. What? It is I mean, kind of like I'm bum fights, saying, right? You know, it's like what, what fights, Aaron? It's like those old YouTube series bum fights where like assholes would pay homeless dudes to like go out just to fight each other just for money. Yeah. It's like yeah, I've like never, if you is that if legal? You, if you, <clears throat> I don't. I think mean, this early days of YouTube. I, yeah, I think it was shut. Is yeah, back before people put laws on the internet as anything went. But like yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, like people that are desperate, uh, it's not hard to make them do anything. People that are desperate will do crazy stuff. That's the truth anywhere you go in the world. But Mm -hmm. like like Yolanda, I didn't think like I, you know, I'm watching this episode two and they're like, oh, everybody wants to, you know, everyone decide if you want to come back. And um, and I I didn't think, yeah, obviously, if everyone's like, you know what, this is this is crazy. We're just going to go home and then there's no, you know, what what does that rest of the show look like? But it's kind of like uh what the uh, oracle told neo like you're not here to make a choice you're here to understand the choice you've already made and i feel like episodes like that is mm-hmm. all about giving us an insight into the character because like you know first episode just look at this gonzo crazy shit uh but you don't have any characters so like that gets you the shock and awe but they got to get you into the character's heart and minds to make you care about the meat grinder because otherwise who cares so yeah. like, yeah, that that was all about, you know, helping us as an audience to understand the decision and why they would do it and and also to lay hooks so that we care about them as people. Yeah, I would agree. I thought, so I was, I feel like I was the early adopter. So this traveled through the, the nerdier sections first. So I'm like right. a month ahead of everybody else <laughs> right? Um, when I saw it. And so I initially, was not impressed because I said, oh, this is just another death game show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second episode is what got me to watch the rest of it. 
mm. um, be, for, for that same reason, because I thought it was really interesting that they canceled the game and sent everybody home and then gave them the choice to come back and they did right. it. And I just wanted to see how they would, they would unravel that. I'll give it that. I feel like in terms of this type of heavy handed criticism of death of capitalism and humanity, human indifference to suffering and yada, yada, yada. I feel like this was the least ham fisted or mm -hmm. as, as, as non ham fisted as you can get with this type of story, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the one that comes to mind, have anybody, has everybody seen Battle Royale? Battle Royale. Yeah. Yeah. Battle Royale. I haven't so seen like it, that. but I've been meaning to see it. I've seen. Persons. Yeah. So that, I don't know if that's the first like death game thing to come out of Japan, but it's probably the most popular. Definitely the most and popular. It yeah. was like super on the nose. Like, look at the children dying in the jungle. It is what Hunger Games is based on. Right. And so mm -hmm. like, I appreciated this being a little more, uh, nuanced. I don't know if that's the word, but yeah. right. Yeah. No. 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 That makes sense. Um, welcome our other partner in crime, JD Cochran. Hey, JD, Yolanda's husband hey, and hey, and life partner. Oh, sorry, just sorry, got on. Have to go through all these preferences. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. No, we're everyone was just giving their hot take. No, it looked heated. It looked heated. I seem. Yeah. No. No. We're just chatting about. And is your is your is your mic connected, JD? Uh, yeah, it is. I have to pull it in close. Sorry. Yeah. Tap mic on check. It. One, two. Yeah, that's one, better. two. Oh, one, two. Oh, one, two. All right. Got cool. it. Um, yeah, you, you missed a fun recap of crabs in a barrel discussion with F. No, we're not going to go back there. But we're not going to go back there. You can go back and listen to No worries. No um, worries. uh, what's up, everybody? Hello, hello. JD, you want to quickly share your. Your hot take on Squid Game, that's 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 what we're kind of like finishing up. Um Did you think it was overhyped? What did you think about it overall? I I kinda dug I really I, I dug it. I had a good time watching it. I enjoyed it. Um I thought the ending was kind of Lord of the Rings-ish. <laughs> it kept in, it had like multiple endings, so right. um but I, I still dug it. I dug it a lot. I mean, some of the episodes like knocked me off my feet. The one with the old the old cat um where uh they're playing the marble game uh, oh, that six. was a really good episode yeah. yeah and then also that same game they had the 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 two was that women. six that was six yeah that's one that everyone's talking about yeah, yeah that was, yeah. Really that was good. the best episode yeah it was powerful it was a you, you have you're in for a treat Aaron, when you get to that. So Aaron hasn't actually finished. The... Oh, oh, snap. I thought we had... It's no, okay. No, no, no. no, it's cool. I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> he knew was getting okay, into... My bad. Sorry. Sorry. He, he knew the job was dangerous when he took it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so no, no, that's cool. Um, and I wanted to go back to your, your comment, FD. You said when you were explaining, you felt like people were racist against anime. I didn't understand how you make the racist connection. Well, it's racist to talk about just unnatural and unnecessary bias, not mm. explicitly the racial ethic of cartoon characters. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but more so, more so just because anime is a weird thing. Yeah. And it's cartoons. Like my wife, I have converted her into so many nerdy things. <laughs> she had never seen a Marvel movie. She had never seen Lord of the Rings. She would never right. watch the games. Uh, when I first met her. And so I've gotten her 
so far, but anime, she just refuses. So there's an internal bias to watch <laughs> something animated. It's just right. something about having it be animated makes her refuse to fully engage. Not right. and I legit all animation or just anime. Pretty much all animation. Okay. I mean, I'm sure she could watch Family Guy or Simpsons, right. but like if it's anime or a cartoon, uh, she just like, yeah, this is stupid. And I'm like, but there are people, this is like really, you know. So I think a lot of people, it's interesting because I feel like nerd culture has become such a pop culture juggernaut mm-hmm. that it's separated itself from the being seen as like this under you know, the subculture. Right. Uh, and But at the same time, there's still a lot of people who are like, yeah, but not that far. Right. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I was like, when I was growing up, I, I might play video games all day and, and watch anime, but Dungeons and Dragons, that's for nerds. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> same way. Same, yes, for sure. So, so I think that's what's happening here. And I really think, again, anime is a, is a problematic uh, genre of entertainment for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons, but I do think people could get if they if you like Squid Games, you'll like a lot of other animes mm-hmm. that have similar themes and plots and plot devices and hyper violence, etc. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a Do you have a so, favorite anime? Can I have ask one quick yeah, follow up yeah, to that yeah, though? So sure. do you feel like <clears throat> do you feel is what you're saying that you feel like people are being overly impressed with something that isn't even the best of what that is because they're just not accustomed to this genre. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. People are Squid Games is is very popular, but if Squid Games were an anime, it would be a C tier anime because there's like um this genre of anime has never been my favorite, but like it's called the Death Game. There's literally a ton of them. There's mm-hmm. one every like three months. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, if I had to suggest an anime, I wouldn't do a death game anime anime. I think everybody would like death note. That's a really popular, very mm-hmm. accessible anime. Um, my favorite is called, uh, uh Madoka Magica, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't, that's not an entry level. <laughs> that's right. not an entry level anime. Cause it, 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 it's like a subversion of other well-known tropes. So if you don't know those tropes, it's just going to be weird stuff to you. But. Okay, I have to look it up. You're gonna have to I, I have a question. I just got through watching uh, Alice in Borderland. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's on Netflix. Familiar with that yeah, it's it's kind of it's like a it has that escape room vibe to it, where uh, basically everybody in uh, everybody in Tokyo vanishes except for a, a select few, oh. and they have to go through these trials and games to uh, uh, every they, they they if they pass a game or a trial, they get uh, like a, a, a like a not a vacation, a stipend or a, a they get a pass for you know to the next game, but people who if if you don't win, of course you lose and you get killed. If you try to leave the game, you get shot by a laser. It's like <laughs> it's a yeah, weird thing. Which, is it yeah. is it animated or is it? No, no, it's live action. It's live but action. but hearing you all talk about that, but it's an anime like, too. Like that's an anime. Oh, yeah, that's that's, that's why I brought it up because it's it I'm feels like very yeah, it feels very. Uh, I don't want to say cartoony or just be disparaging about it, but some of the dialogue is very uh, kind of very corny or, or not well-written. And I, I feel like as the game went on, it's, it, it's the idea started falling apart. It started, it started changing from one thing to another, you know? Right. Um, and and that, that is one thing 
I, I, we, we don't want to talk about anime. This yeah. Whole, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, FD caught himself. He's like, <laughs> I'm about to go down. I'm too. I might not be able to get out of this rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, oh, he, he's in the wrong spot. He's in the wrong spot. We we, we push it like that over here. Um. All right. So here's a me question. And, me and Ron have been known to argue for three hours. Oh, two no. in the morning about that's, something. Yeah. <laughs> that's on the short end. <laughs> get back to my home recording. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this, Aaron. As someone who hasn't finished it, when you hear these comments, what does it make you think about what you've seen? Do you think it tracks with what you've seen? Does it make you more or less interested in, in finishing it? Like, what? How does it affect your anticipation for what's to come? Well, my like my wife Cecily finished. She was like, uh, like she finished it like by the date, the second or third day had been on Netflix, and right. she's been bugging me to to, <laughs> to watch it. In fact, that's how I got into it. Like, I was uh, working on some stuff on my laptop and kind of background watching it, and it was that mm. it was on subtitles. So, like, I remember something happened. Like when they started the game, the first episode, I'm like, hold on. Can we rewind and start this all over again? Because like I kind of want. At first, she's like, "Do you want to do not?" I watch so much TV. I'm I typically when there's like some crazy new thing on Netflix, I'm like, "Fuck no!" I got to concentrate on. <laughs> but I'm like, "Okay, let's let's rewind this and run this back." So like, I, I I I it's interesting to try to put all this together because I hear what Yolanda's saying is like this is kind of like the same thing. Every every episode is just a variation of the game and all that kind of stuff. But. I think they because the, the, Cecily is talking to me at some of the ways they twist it up, which I thought was interesting. Like, you know, you get to where you're picking your team and you get used to that kind of pattern. And then you find out that when your, your teams are not your teams now, they're your adversaries. Like, so right. like if you're used to picking your best friend in and gym for some kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, kickball thing now, suddenly, well, now you got to kill your buddy. I was like, I think so. <laughs> they, they, they keep it fresh, but I am. I am very curious about this ending because it does seem like like that's that's what Jim had. My my partner Jim, he's like got to the end and I'm like, I it feels like, I feel like the, the whole point is like down. the, the whole ahead. point was like people should like pull themselves up by their bootstraps or whatever, or, or like the, these I, these poor people forced in this got what they deserved. I'm like, that's a weird message to say. Was that the message? I don't think that was the well message. that's the thing. That's what, but I'm seeing like the, that's the crazy thing. There's so much debate about like, and people are trying to push it in their different, in a know, different to, to fit their bit different political beliefs, right? I, yeah, I guess I, when that's the weird. Are you all familiar with Anthony Fantano? Mm -mm. Uh huh. Yeah. Needle drop. Melonhead. Melon. Melon. He got in trouble because <laughs> he responded to some conservatives. So I'm, let me just put my policies out there. I'm on the left too. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I'm not as left as the leftist of the left tubers. But I'm pretty far left leaning uh, by normal standards. And so like there was a conservative person that said the next great art is going to come from the right. And Fantano's like, this. this has never happened in history. <laughs> 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 never in history have conservative people been the new great art. They've been good artists at times, but not like the new great art. Right. And that I think that's this is an example of that of just especially in the current political climate where I don't know what the fuck we're doing like as a whole, but I feel like a lot of con conservatives are really uh, hot take artists, and it doesn't matter if what they're saying tracks to have a lot of logic mm -hmm. as long as it gets them going, and right. so to find a uh, uh, a capitalist 
Um, Pill yourself up by the bootstraps message in this story is absurd. Yeah, yeah, I don't see that at all. <laughs> um, to me, the problem with the ending is that it it feels stupid that the guy oh. after after almost dying so he could take care of his daughter and see his daughter and is on the way to like fly to see his daughter's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to fight the right PlayStation people. <laughs> and, and mind you, you think it's over when he wins the, you know, at the end of that, the, the game thing, but then it keeps going on. Oh, and he I goes didn't the think whole it was year. over then. No, it was, I mean, he won the money. I'm saying, I know, but no, no, I didn't well, what it... I'm saying. Go ahead. Okay. Cut. No, 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 no. I want to hear Dude. your point. I want to no, hear no. your point. No, finish what your I'm point. What I'm saying is that yeah. ostensibly for the viewer, oh, this whole thing, we watched nine episodes about people playing a game. It's like motherfuckers are playing a game. It's like now he won. But then he goes on a whole year. He, he, you know, he, his, his, his buddy who he had to kill, he said, take care of my mom. And then the other, the other ones that look after my kid, my, my, my kid brother, Right, and then he just wallows in self pity here, and that, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done that. It's interesting, but that's what I meant by Lord of the Rings. It's like, damn, what's going on? It's like they 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 threw the thing into the the the, the, the <laughs> pit of fire, but it's still we it's got still five done. endings we got to go through before the thing wraps up. And I'm just saying that's what I felt when I was watching. Like, okay, well, now we're at the end. No, 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 no. Now we're at the end. Oh, now this old dude came back. Now this old muff is back in the hospital bed. Now we got a whole nother. I mean, it just started going on to other things that it didn't seem like what it was originally. It's it just uh, it, it was a, un, a never ending <laughs> onion peel. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wait, yeah. when is this done? They could have kept hitting us with new things. Also, mind you, which, unless, which I'm, unless I'm mistaken, he didn't visit Ali's wife and kid. <laughs> well, was he supposed <laughs> to, to further drive that? Right, right. Uh, no, was he savage thing home? But was he supposed to? He, I don't think. I'm just saying, no, I'm like just, Ali. Yeah, Ali, Ali was. Uh, yeah, that, but you know on. what? You know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. FD, that's gonna be that's gonna be a season two. That's no, a good he point. Told, Ali told her told her to get on a plane and go home. Yes, but he's just. That's I know, true. but he's just. But he's just being. I think there's some jest in what FD just said. It's like he's saying, you know, the way the show wraps up, it could be any of these things. I mean, because we thought for all we knew at the end, the old dude was dead. We didn't know he was still alive. And then it comes right. back. He's alive. Maybe, maybe Ali's wife comes back in. Maybe she comes back looking for her husband. I mean, there's all kinds of endings that you could put just because they didn't do it that way. I mean, they can do all, they can spin any, that's what got frustrating to me. It's like, okay, now I got a whole nother episode of endings. It's like, shouldn't this ending be at the end of the well, last episode? The reason, the reason why I didn't think that ending was the ending, you know, besides the fact that I could look on the thing and see that there was still half of it left. Right. But besides that. You wouldn't that, have known had you, if you didn't no, know but, the third episode, you would not have known, period. You know, but besides seeing that, it didn't, feel like an ending to me because I felt like the show was saying enough it had a deep enough themes that it was exploring that just him physically winning the game wouldn't be enough to end it without addressing some of these other higher issues which I think he kind of does it kind of does in a way that's yeah. why I'm just for me like it's no, 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 no. I, I told you that's fair yeah, I, I would no right just say wrong. it's like dropping a pebble in a pond it's like you get it's like, okay, the first drop, there's this giant ripple that should be the end. But then you have another ripple and another ripple. And it just keeps, it just, sure. to me, it diluted the ending because there were so many little things that weren't really, they weren't smart. Like FD said, they just were, I, I think it could have been done smarter, but 
Yeah. And, you know, they, they set it up for see now, you know, there's going to be a season two or whatever. Um, yeah. So season two is going to be trash. I just already know. Yeah. Yeah. How are they going to do this again? Because historically, or basically, that's what 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 AA was saying, like historically. So going back to my anime knowledge. Yeah. Animes, so I don't, I don't, I'm gonna be, I'm, let me not be like xenophobic or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll just say in the in the uh, Asian television I've watched, this, like unless they had a full story planned out, you can always tell it's very much like Lost. Mm-hmm. We had this really cool thing that really should end uh-huh. here, yeah. But the people want more, so we'll figure yep. that shit out. <laughs> yeah. And so like. So that's what it's very season eight of Game of Thrones at, at Jake's. Um, mm, and that's why Adam like I actually yeah. didn't mind all the false endings until he got off the airplane. Mm. Um, <laughs> that was when I was like, OK, now all of it is stupid. Right. But, but up until then, I was like, cool. But because they had to do a second season like so in the next season, I guarantee you he suddenly becomes a really good fighter. I guarantee you. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't I don't think him getting off the airplane has anything to do with planning to do a season two because the creator Huang Duk Yuk has said if he even does like he wasn't planning to have it be a season two but there's no way they're not there's no way there's there's no way they're there's no way they're not going to but when he was I'm just saying when he was creating it it was never planned to do a season two so the guy getting off there shouldn't be (laughs) right maybe (laughs) but there's no way there's no way (laughs) right there you go there's no way netflix is not going to do season like if he doesn't do it netflix will pay someone to do right somebody will somebody's gonna do it it's gonna what what they're gonna if they're smart they won't there's a big a transparent p- uh, uh, piggy bank full of money that they they, they dropped <laughs> off at this guy's house. If they're smart, they won't, right. won't do a season two of Squid Games as we know it. They'll just go ahead and do the American version. And then yeah. this time plan it for multiple seasons. Yeah. Well, and it'll lose right. all the appropriate yeah. <laughs> thematic well, the two, resonance. The two things that I predicted were that they are going to do a season two of this one and they are going to make an American version at some point. Like, people I think are pre-primed to hate that, man. They're, uh, they're already, they're already, people are already staking out positions on that. Like, they just keep your American hands off of <laughs> uh, this original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, you're probably right. Did did you guys talk about already about so. like, debt? I don't, Netflix doesn't necessarily really operate that way. I mean, the way mm-hmm. they the way they make the decisions about what they're making. Yeah, it, you don't think so? I mean, even though it's like this big, you know, it's the most watched. And, and obviously they want more most watched but the other thing too is um excuse me they want subscriber retention but they also want new subscribers and the thing about this that might have been most successful for them was that it may have drawn new subscribers but then once those subscribers are in they're in just because you're doing a season two doesn't mean you're gonna now get oh now we're gonna get new subscribers because oh I hear there's a season two of Squid Game out. No, they've already come in because because Squid Game is already there. And, see, and that's it's why not I about think, a season two. And, and that's why I think we're more likely to get the American remake because I think a lot of times in our new media, social media, nerd, whatever adjacent um, worlds, we we overestimate just how many people have seen like just one Marvel movie. You know right. what I'm saying? And how many people didn't watch Game of Thrones till season six. Right. And so 
like, but and, and how many people will never watch a, a foreign made um, TV show subbed right. or dubbed? Yeah. But if they take it and they put, I don't know, I don't know any white actors anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if they take it and they put whoever the hot white actors and actresses in it, they put. Yeah, I'm drawing a complete fucking blank. They Timothy put Chalamet. Driver. Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Driver. Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. They, they put Timothy Chalamet, whoever that is, in the movie. He's in the, the guy in show. Dune. He's the guy in Dune. Uh, cool. And um, Emma Stone. There you go. Yeah, maybe Emma Stone. Yeah. And they put Emma Stone in it, and then it's then they pull in a whole population of people that never saw that. Yes. And so that, I think, especially piggybacking yeah. off Yolanda's point, I think that's probably their move because that has the most upside versus trying to recapture this in a bottle from this foreign made entity that, you know, like I remember the ring too. That's all I'm going to say. I, I don't know how problematic this is, but I just remember being angry at the ring too and how they ruined. <laughs> I was like, how did you make this? Right. Anyway, Ron, did you guys talk about what's uh, the point Salima brought up about debt? Like debt has a whole different thing in, yeah. in, in Korean culture. I don't know if you guys are, yeah, actually, I think that was my point, but that's fine. Oh, was uh, it? Oh, I thought she brought it up, but I'm yeah, bad no. If and actually, you know, Salima and I, you know, we were talking about you know dumbfounded and you know the Korean rapper that you had in your um, documentary. I was watching one of his podcasts, and he was making the comment that in Korea, debt is a big deal. Like, it's a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. And he was saying how there are people legitimately committing suicide over their levels of debt in Korea. And so, and he mm -hmm. was like, in America, people don't give a shit if you're in debt. Like, who cares mm -hmm. if you're in debt? Right. Wow. And he was saying, way. like, it's Congress. Yeah. It's like, totally. Wow. And so he was saying, yeah. you know, in terms of how Americans look at the kind of sacrifices and why people are going back in. It falls on a Korean much, much differently because of the fact that, right. which makes sense given the kind of commentary that the filmmaker was trying to make in terms of, and, and, and there's one, I think in the last episode, you hear a voiceover and it's the news and the newscaster is talking about the levels of debt in Korea. Mm -hmm. So it's clear that this issue of debt that people have in South Korea is oh. a huge part of the commentary and probably makes even more so why people went back in. Oh, well, in America, it's the American way. It, it, yeah, know, everybody's totally. in debt. Yeah. It's no big problem. So right. it would play different because in Korea, you could just imagine that, you know, oh my God, these people are in such debt. They're such a disgrace. So it has that impact, you know, that's already there that for us is like water off the back, you know, it's like, oh, okay, they're in debt. So, so it had to be, so, so that would to, to at this point, if they do an Americanized version, they'll have to flip it some way to where it's not the debt. ethics of it. Yeah. It's What's not dead. It's gotta what, be something what, what else. What shames us? What, nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing. Right. 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 <laughs> that's a hard, that's a hard <laughs> get for America. <laughs> There's nothing that shames right. us. Right. Right. Please talk to you guys. Being a racist be for some people, I guess, like, being a racist is a shame. Right, being like, labeled being racist. A, being, being labeled racist. Yeah, getting canceled. But, but being, yeah. being in debt used to be a shameful thing this it, country. It used they to be, yeah. Used the last to 50 anymore. years yeah. marketing I mean, that shame away. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Yep. That's yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. a good point. And that's why I think it's probably not going to work as well. But that's a really good point that the, the debt element 
it may it may feel bad, but right dying over it. Yeah, is the no part one, that. Yeah, yeah. You'd have, to get, you'd have to get a you'd yeah. have to get a whole bunch of people with no credit, and they all need like some kind of crazy experimental medical care, or the, yeah. one of their loved ones does, and yeah, then that so like the American yeah. healthcare system can get people into a squid game. But you're right, like you know, credit card yeah. debt, or like oh right. yeah, that's I, like yeah. Now, oh I got it, I got it, not debt, clout. Yeah, people will it's do social yeah. media, yeah. dangerous yeah. things. Yeah, definitely clout. social media. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So if this was just the, the crate challenge all over again, it's like look, they you could, you could win this game, but we're gonna follow you for uh, whatever number of weeks, like like Big Brother or something. But right. when you die in this game, and so this really is Survivor. When you die in this game, you're dead. That's, you know, yeah. and the people would be all about it because you know. They, oh, meanwhile, after you come on, you can still have your podcast. By the time you get done, we had you know the last year's winner had a trillion viewers now or whatever you know or subscribers to his point. podcast, I, whatever. I could see that being what it's followers what, yeah, that motivates yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right, right. This cultural aspect of the show is really interesting even the fact that so another thing they talk about is the front man who we reveal is the brother apparently he's like a huge korean movie star huge korean movie star most americans obviously wouldn't know that but like if you think about it would be like if this was the american version you didn't know it is and you take off the face and it's like Tom Hanks or yes, it's Brad totally. Or no, Brad literally Brad when Brad. I saw him take him, I was like, oh, that's Lee Byung Hyun. Like he's huge. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, it's him. Yeah. Which, which again is this cultural. I mean, obviously that <laughs> yeah, affects yeah, yeah. how Koreans look at it. And so, I, I bring all this up because I think if when I ask about like what a black version would be. Ah. You know, what cultural commentary do you think a blank version would attempt would to make? Like, in, make? Ca- ah. in the case yeah. of the Korean, it was about debt. What do you think it might be? That's, oh, wow. Yeah. That would make I, a bunch of black is, people want to go back I in. Think, yeah, yeah, because I think after they tap out after the first go round, I'd be like, brothers ain't going back. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I got my nice, I got my house, my apartment or whatever, my, my double wide trailer with my big 4K monitor from Walmart. I'm chilling. I'm good. And, I'm and by good. the way, like we all have, I am a hundred from just from school. I, I have hundreds of, you know, thousands of dollars of debt. Most right. of my friends do. Like yeah. most of my friends aren't even looking at that. So it really, it can't right. even yeah. really be debt. No, it would yeah. not be it debt. Can't, it can't, yeah. Um, what is it? It's like med, med, uh, med care, you know, um, right. medical health, health care, right. you know, um, what's another one, another social ill. Um, I, I don't know. It's a more, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I mean, I don't it would just, it would straight be money. I mean, here's the thing there, even though like you point out, Ron, the debt is very, uh, that's a particular thing to Korea. But there are a lot of universal truths mm. in the story, which makes it great. Mm. And I think that, uh, I think if you could keep folks in the black folks into the game, they would, you, you know, you would still see a lot of similarities. That, that's the thing I love about the show. It's like, if for whatever reason, if they came back, you would start seeing all those themes play out mm-hmm. where, you know, mm. you, you got the thug who's, you know, going to oh, rough shot everybody to try to win, or you got the smart oh, brainiac person or the yeah. good hearted kind guy 
who you know who doesn't want to kill the old man, but the old man's senile, so he's got to go. He's got you That's know, so at true. The, end of the day. It, I think you would see you relate a lot to the of similarities. Yeah, yeah, I totally did. I mean, you just think about that that episode where with the old man and he and he, you know, he sabotage, you know, and and the main character. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name. He sabotages the the marble game. That was heart crushing. I'm watching. I'm just like, ah, oh. I, I, you know, I'm like looking up. I'm trying. I'm starting trying not to water <gasps> up. I'm like getting all emotional, whatever. And then he, and then also the, the the episode with the with the the um. That that whole episode with the marbles, because then the girl. Oh, that was a great episode. Your, uh, episode like, six. So good. That, that wiped me out. That episode was a tough one. That was a good one. You know, yeah. the, in, in fact, that marbles episode had one of my favorite moments, and that is the moment where Sangwoo realizes that he's losing to Ali, and mm-hmm. that he's about yeah. to lose, and then all of a sudden he switches, and that desperation that even yep. me and I start wondering, could I? Would I get to that place when I know I'm about to die? Mm-hmm. Can I get to the place where I'm on my knees, like, yo, please let me just have these marbles and like are you right. cheating are you playing me like right you know like what could i get to that point yeah right, right. and G- it was cold-blooded because he knew that ali had a, a wife and child yeah that you know he knew his. i mean he's an indentured servant in korea you know uh, an illegal alien over in korea right so he's got all the, he has so many reasons to get this money where this dude went to the best school, best college, had that Ooh. had that leg up on everybody, but just squandered it or screwed it up, however he did. Right. So, it, so it just shows you how ruthless he was. At the end of the day, it, so yeah, like I know you got a kid. When your life is on the line, I don't like. Yep. Do you care about somebody else's you kid? Can't. Like in, in the dog yeah. eat dog, very bare bones right. of life, right? And he says it. At the end it, of the like, day, he said, "Yo, you all came back." It's yeah. like, you know, I'm so I'm, all my feelings are shut down because we all know what the score was yeah. when we came back to this. Yeah. yeah. One Crazy. of the commentaries on the on the series I saw commented that that's the reason why the old man, he, his is the last vote and he votes to end it in order to clear his conscience because he mm. casted the final vote to send everyone back home and they still came back. And so I don't think right. so. I don't think so. You don't think I so? think he did. I again we talk about episode two. It's a very that wasn't, important episode. That was oh that was the end that of episode, episode one. That, that was episode one. But I'm right. saying he wants them to go, oh y'all don't want to play I want y'all to be sure that y'all yeah. want to come in here and play yes. these games with me. Right. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Like come back and be sure about it. Right. Like there is no, and then on top of that, we find out or we hear later, somebody asks what happened to the people who didn't come back, right? Go find them. What's happening to those people? Right. Right. Maybe they'll like, explore that. Because they, they keep an eye on them. They say, they made well, a point to say, go ahead. I, I was just going to say another important aspect is that with the, the cop who goes, breaks in and you find out there's been 20 years at least of this game going on. They probably got this down so pat. They know exactly how people are going to vote. They, it's like, you know, every other point. season, they yeah. know exactly what they It always happens so like this. Playing every, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're just playing. Out of 500 people, every time it's happened this way because everybody's greedy. Everybody has their, you know. No, so they just a, know how to play everybody. So they're just having point. fun manipulating the situation. You know, that's an excellent point because one thing that always comes to mind is the night of the riot, they orchestrate that. And yeah, and exactly. I think that orchestration is probably based on 20 years of seeing like so they know that one person because they have to know that one person is going to try to get back in line and take more than what is needed. And then that's going to lead to someone else being killed. 
and that giving them an the idea oh if we kill off some of these other people we right. can get more money right right but, right right yeah i think you're right jd 20 years of analyzing this also you know money. also another thing to your point ron is that also when they leave the knife at the end for the last dinner the final dinner yeah. it's like they're leaving that knife because they know what's going to go down i know because because uh, you could think well wait do we need a knife to, because maybe we're gonna have to cut a rope or cut ourselves mm, out of it or whatever right. but before they even get to the game they're already trying to take each other out you yeah. know so it's like because yeah. you never know what that knife could be used for but they're totally. like here you go here's a knife yeah. like sharp steak knife for um you. <laughs> no for, yeah no absolutely and i think that um again it just goes to how they're they're manipulating everyone up up to the end uh, yeah. When when Ji Hoon and Song Wu are fighting at the end, and uh, one I thought it was you know powerful that he comes back to try to end the game after everything he went through, he was still trying to save his life and his friend's life, really save his friend's life because he was already right. going right. to win. Um, uh, I was thinking when the knife, because they framed the shot so you could see the knife. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to grab that knife and stab you. Ooh, I thought I he thought. was, I, I was like, you idiot. He's going to stab you. He's right. he literally told you in the previous episode that you're an idiot. What are we doing here? You got to take right. whatever it. And then when he said, I'm sorry, I was like, oh, shit, he's going to stab him. And then when he stabbed himself, that was right. Um, that was his redeeming, redeeming moment. Yeah. 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 Why do you think he and did that? I, well, I think he also knew, like, he, I think he knew he was done. Like, he lost this game. There's no way he's going to win. I think he also felt like he couldn't, like, the, the fear that Ron had of, oh, he's going to grab the knife. I, I think all the fight was out of him. He'd been bested. He'd been beaten. Mm. And he knew that his friend, he knew his friend's heart. And he's like, if, if this guy doesn't win the game, let's kill us both. Because that was another rule. Like, you have to finish the game. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't finish the game, we will shoot oh. because you know there's no winner. So he, I think he sacrificed himself to like take care of my mother, do X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. and then killed himself because he knew either we're both going to die or you're going to die. And, I, and, and right. his logical, pragmatic look at the game, That's like, you know, all along, once he came back in, look, this is, I'm doing all this because this is what we all signed up for. We signed up to come back in and kill everybody and be the last man standing. I'm not the last man standing now. So logically I have to kill myself. And also you're my friend, you know, my mother. So it's mm -hmm. kind of a win for me because I'm, I'm trusting, I know your heart and I know you, I, I have a strong sense. You'll take care of her yeah. and look out for her. If, if I, if I do this. So I think, and that, and it was like the, his last appeal, I would say, because mm -hmm. I, I think, especially when, you know, he, he didn't win the game. Like when, when the main character doesn't go to win the game and comes back and I can't do this, I think that also lends to the idea of like uh, my man on the ground understood, you know, he already knew this guy had a soft heart and, and you know, or a strong heart, I should say, not soft, but strong and cared about people. He had that empathic quality about him. So he knew that he wasn't going to, um, he, I think he had a strong sense that he would take care of his mom. I mean, because they talk about like when their kids, mom used to feed right. them and yeah. they'd hang out together, whatever. So I think he had a, a strong sense of like, oh, this guy's going to do the right thing. And so that's why he did it, it which also I want to hear you guys thought on all that. But also it, it's a good segue for the ending because I have some thoughts on the ending as well mm. of the whole show. But yeah, I have, but, no, I have no, I have jumbled thoughts on the ending. So I'd love to hear yours. 
Um, but on this, on that, I always thought, and and I don't have a good reason still for the song, but yours makes sense, JD. Um, but it almost feels like he's too overcome with shame. Like the whole time he's dealing with shame, right? Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like shame, too shameful to see his mother for the shameful thing that he did. He embezzled billions of dollars, right? Yeah. And like people who, this guy puts him on a pedestal and says he went to all the best colleges. Even in the Squid Game, he's telling people, yo, this guy did this, you know, he right. did this. It right, almost reminds right. me of like an, a, a star athlete in high school who like said they were going to a big college and like that dropped, but people still think he's going, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's this shame of having to open yeah. this image. Totally. And yep. I think just being able to be like, you know what, I don't have to do this anymore. And this guy, like this guy will take care of everything. Um, I don't have to face these people. I don't have to I'm yeah. just gonna drop out. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of it also has to do with shame and then having to live with himself. He killed Ali. He, you know, got him killed, got right. this, killed this girl. Um, he's done a lot. And so I think I interpret it like that. Yeah. So maybe it's a and, and, and I, I don't I want to, you know, it's not that he's altruistic. I think he only got there because he had no more moves left. Had he been standing, I think would have been a different outcome. Had it, you know, had the, the role been reversed, he would have killed his homie, you know, with no qualms about it. But now it's like, he got pushed into that box where it's like, okay, all your options are gone. You're not going to be able to, you know, con this guy out of marbles. You're not, you know, you're, you're done. Mm. You know, this, and this guy really wants to kill you right now. If you're, if you make the wrong move, he'll kill you anyway. So it's like, what do you do? Do you take the honorable way out or do you go out like a schmuck, you know, and, and die in disgrace to your point, Salima. And so I think uh, that that's there, you know, that, that mm, place there. Yeah. What's going on. Um, there was something else oh, darn it, about that moment that just, uh, oh, oh, the other interesting thing is like that lends to the shame is like our main character has this gambling problem, right? you know, and so much so that he's willing to, you know, forego visiting his daughter, you oh, know, her birthday, yeah. you know, messing up everything. He just he, he's he, he's addicted. He has this horrible addiction. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, the guy, his best friend who went to the Ivy League school and, and had all the accolades from the neighborhood, he had the same problem. He gambled away people's Ooh. money. So they're both gamblers. And, you know, is that he, how he and, lost and so the he's money? He's no better. He, he was, yeah, gambling? he was an investor, and he the Ponzi scheme kind of thing. Right? Oh, yeah, right. he he got rid of people. Like I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Where he, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 was uh, took people's monies and invest and did risky investments with it, mm -hmm. and then and then and even when those weren't working out, well, let me just double down and I'll get their money back. But it didn't work out that way, and then you know he that's how he in, ended wow. up losing billions. Because if you're an investor, they're gonna stop you at some point. Like, but if but if it you know if he takes a big risk. Like, well, wait a second. I, I, I could spin this all around. He does another big risk and he's like lost, you know, kajillions of dollars. That's what I, that's how I took it. Yeah. Wow. But it's an interesting parallel that they're both gamblers, wow. but everybody has this high minded view of him, or, or at least he's able to finagle in front, you know, with his, oh, with his close friends and his mother. But, but the other guy, everybody knows, you know, oh, he's a loser. Mm -hmm. he, you know, he, he, you know, his mother takes care of him. He lives off his mother's dole and he doesn't take care of his daughter yada yada and yet his friend is really not any better than him and to be honest that's low-key what the squid game you know they said it's all about equality you guys are all the same yeah. right and yep. not to say and i actually think ali is an interesting character because he's not a um he's not a shit bag like the, some of the others mm -hmm. you know like a lot of those people in there are not good people right right yeah. Like, oh, like the woman, like you mentioned, who's like, oh, my baby, I haven't even named my baby. I'd like to. And then she totally switches. Totally no. con, yeah. Right. Like a lot right. of these people are con people. Yeah. You know, she even might not even have a baby. 
She might not even right. have a baby. She, you know, she That's a good point, JD. Know about yeah, that? Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and even G, our main character, the our first scene we see with him is him being really terrible to his mom. Yeah. And I remember yeah. like, oh, this guy sucks. Right. Yeah. He, he like took her ATM card to get some money out so he could go gamble. <laughs> it's so, so messed up. Yeah. Um, Ruthless. Yeah. Uh, so I would because uh, I see we're getting close right. to time. I want to bring Talk you about the ending, the ending, the ending. The oh, ending. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I, I was just going to say, if, to me, it felt like Lord of the Rings. It felt like it just kept going on and on and on. Like when you read the book, Lord of the Rings, oh, yeah. it's like there's these multiple endings. The I'm movie like, was like that, that too. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not as bad. The book is like, really, they have like two or three more than the, the movie. And it's like, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong, I don't say rubbed me the wrong way, but I, I felt like, and of course it's all 2020 in hindsight, right. but it might have been better to end it earlier because it just kind of dragged on i didn't i didn't hmm, like how g g's the main character i yeah. I, I kind of felt a way about him because he's like giving up hope i guess you know seeing his mother missing the death of his mother you know not, right. not coming back and being able to save her um but he still had the little child that you know he you know he felt compelled to go to the orphanage and save and also right. save his oh. buddy's mom but he was you know just wallowing in something for a year before he even takes any action and so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way it was mm -hmm. interesting but i felt like I, I don't know i just didn't feel as true to his character with all the heartfelt stuff he had i just felt like that was kind of that was an interesting choice for the mm -hmm. storytellers to make because hmm. i felt like he would have taken i think he would have taken care of those people he could have still walled around or whatever and not spent any of the money except for helping out the mother of the guy right. who, you know, uh, you know, that he killed at the end, his buddy. And then also the young boy. I mean, those are such gripping moments and heartfelt. I, I just had, you know, and then it, I, I thought if, you know, of course they don't know that they're going to get picked up or it's going to be this rave TV show, but it, how badass would it have been to open up season two with the old man, you come back and find out the old man is still alive and he was doing <laughs> orchestrating stuff. That could have been pretty that dope. Been cool. I, I don't know. I don't know that if they're even having a season two because this is the other thing with yeah. K-dramas. And this happens a lot is that you'll have a great season and then the ending is just like, oh, God, here's Salima. Was, here's funny. here's two things I'm almost positive are going to happen. They're going to make a season two. <laughs> OK, right. you'll get we're going to get Squid Game like riots <laughs> in the street if they don't make a season two. Right. If Netflix doesn't, make, they will they will pull up truckloads of money to that dude what would you want to see some would you see want to see the same characters or would you want to see new a whole well, new thing i heard if they i'd want to know the front man's story his background like how did he get there i think they left that open i'd want to see a little bit of background of the old man like what started this you know the origin that would be the idea like seeing i wasn't the, satisfied with the old man's reasoning he's like oh we're bored we're not bored okay so people gotta die yeah. why can't they just play right, right. and like you choose why do we have to die, right? Yeah, I, don't I mean, that. th that's a good question. Yeah. That's That could be something yeah. to explore. Um, the other thing I feel confident about is that at some point, they're going to make an American version. Yeah, uh, that's. I was just going to say that. Or yeah. another type of... I could see this happening where they... It would be interesting if they could go to different cultures and pick uh, aspects of those cultures. Like so this Squid, is Squid Game, Game America, Squid right, Game UK. Right, right. <laughs> Right, right, right. You it's know, a game it'd be like, you know, America would be like double Dutch or something. I don't know. It's a, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're talking about black culture. It'd be something, you know, the dozens or so, whatever it is. You know? <laughs> yeah. 